All right, let's get this shit going. I'm ready to burn Brady. All right. Welcome. Welcome back to the Moviecation podcast episode number two. I'm your host, Brady, with... I'm Joe. I'm, I'm Cole. And boy, <laughs> I am so excited for this episode. I've been dying, and I feel like waiting a week or whatever in between episodes was good because it gives people time to watch whatever we're gonna because we all know we're watching Godzilla yeah, I was, and all I was that. thinking the same thing. I was like a week off gives time, gives people right. time to watch the movie. So now you can't complain about spoilers, but go ahead. I'm gonna say a spoiler warning before you get started. Uh don't add us if you get this movie spoiled. Literally everyone's been talking about it. Uh, other than Godzilla, what did you guys happen to see anything else this week or anything like that? Or watch something that you hadn't watched in a long time? Um, I don't remember, actually. I, w- I, was, I was going to see Nobody, but I, I, was, I had a, some other stuff going on, so I didn't get a chance to. But eventually I'll get, I'll get around to seeing that. You know what? I did watch something that I hadn't seen in a long time. Uh, Bram Stoker's Dracula. I've literally never seen that in my life. I've never seen so, it either. It's Keanu I've, I, think I've, I think I've seen pieces of it, actually. So Keanu Reeves. Gerard uh, Butler? No, 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 no. Who else is in it? Yeah. It's a bug me now. Because I was like, yeah, what a crowd. Oh, it's uh, Gary Oldman, Keanu Reeves. I want to say Winona Ryder. Oh, I have seen. I've seen uh, most of that. We watched it in one of my film classes of Few, uh, about a year or two ago for Halloween, so I've seen most of it. I liked what I, I saw. Watch, I, need to, I need to watch the whole thing. I rewatched Speed. It's not a bad movie. <laughs> um, <laughs> Speed Two, on the other hand, uh, and then I just started last night. I just started rewatching that uh, 2012 comedy called The Watch with oh, Vince Vaughn, Ben Stiller, Jonah oh, yeah. Hill, yeah, yeah. and one of the guys that. from the IT crowd. Yeah. Yeah. So funny, Cole, it takes place in Glenview, Ohio, but they filmed it in Georgia. Of course. Really? And fun fact about that movie, at least for me, my brother is technically in it. So there's the scene towards the beginning where they're at like a football game. And that's where he brings up the idea of the neighborhood watch. And there's a couple of scenes in that whole entire or a couple spots in that whole entire scene where you get like close up shots of Vince Vaughn. Well, my brother at the time had long hair and a beard, looking like a hippie, wearing a leather jacket because they filmed it in the dead of winter. But it was supposed to look like it was like right at the start of like a school year kind of football game. Right. The Friday Night Lights type stuff. Um, The the director said that my brother did not look the part. So they moved him down a few chairs and put someone else in there. So technically he's in the scene, but his actual like. Yeah, he's off screen. <laughs> there was a time where he was like literally right next to Vince Vaughn, though. So that's it's, awesome. it's a decent movie. Um, it's funny. It's about aliens killing people and stealing their skin. Yeah. Yeah, I need to check that out. I've never seen it. But other than that, I did go see Nobody on so, and that was a movie. I liked it a lot. Um, basically, Nobody. I was going in expecting John Wick mixed with Death Wish. That's what the trailer looked like to me. And that's exactly what I got. And I wasn't upset about that at all. Like it just, it delivered uh, Bob Odenkirk 
has a very dry sense of humor that works perfectly well with this movie like it wasn't like overly funny but there was parts where like you find yourself laughing at that maybe you probably shouldn't laugh at but then you also throw in a tiny little bit of home alone if kevin McAllister had access to a fabrication a metal fabrication plant oh and then you get good cameos from christopher lloyd doc brown and the rizza from the wu-tang clan oh nice okay now you had my curiosity now you have my interest but yeah man it's a solid it's a solid nine out of ten movie i highly recommend it um oh sorry go ahead finish already <laughs> i highly recommend it but the there i'm a i know joe is too we're both music nerds we both collect vinyl um the one thing that bothered me about the movie was there's literally a scene where like he's done killing a bunch of people and he has them in his like man cave essentially and he puts on a record and then he takes off the record from the the player literally grabs it like this with his hand like a crab claw doesn't put it back in the jacket and just shrug, like throws it back into the shelf and i'm just cringing the entire time oh. and then he actually in his collection has a record that's specifically set to blow up <laughs> so like he put it on it starts spinning and then a spark happens and then boom he blows up his house I forgot I watched uh, the new Coming to America movie earlier this week. Oh, really? Yeah. How was it? It was pretty funny. I liked it. I know, I know people had like mixed reviews about it and they were like, oh, it sucks. Uh, I thought it was pretty funny for what it was. You know, it had some callbacks. It had callbacks to the first movie. And uh, I liked it. It was funny. You know, there were some people I, I didn't expect to be there. I had actually never seen any of them. I still need to watch them, but... I remember being, yeah, I remember being downtown Atlanta last year, pre-COVID, like January, very early January, and uh, I was driving around in like an Uber and traffic was like crazy, and the lady's like, yeah, it's crazy because they're filming some Eddie Murphy down the street, movie down the street. Uh. Turns out it's coming to America too, which I knew they were filming in Atlanta, but I didn't think it was happening at that time, but yeah, a lot of shit gets filmed here. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. You know, that's that's nobody. Like I said, I personally, I liked it. I, It's one of those movies that I probably would buy on Blu-ray or whatever. Just like, if you know, you're in the mood to watch like The Matrix or John Wick or something like that. It's one of those movies that you can throw on. Um, there is even a pet aspect to it. Instead of a dog, it's a cat and he carries a cat around the whole time. It's hilarious. Um, but, oh, my cat left. <laughs> but, Enough of that. <laughs> I know everybody wants to hear us talk about the big movie released this past week, which was Godzilla versus Kong, Reptar versus Harambe, whatever you want to call it. Curious George versus Barney. <laughs> <laughs> oh God. Man, I, I want to know, I want to know what you guys think first. Like just go ahead and tell me your reviews first. No, I want to hear yours so I can get mad at you. Mine's long, so go ahead. All right, go ahead, Cole. Um, so I really liked it. I and I went in knowing that. Look, I went in to see two monsters fight. The so for me, the human stuff was whatever. Yeah, Millie Bobby Brown and the podcaster dude could have been cut from the movie entirely, and I, it wouldn't have made a difference at all. No, no, just Millie Bobby Brown. The podcaster dude needs to say. Okay, fair enough, but um. 
no, I, re- I really enjoyed it. it you know, I was not expecting there to be as much fighting as there actually was. Like I felt they give us gave us a good amount of fighting. So I, I, I liked that aspect of it. But yeah, I really enjoyed it. What'd you think, Joe? Uh, same thing. I really enjoyed the movie because going in, I knew it was just going to be, you know, straight action, Godzilla fighting Kong. Uh, you had some returning characters, which I enjoyed, of course. You had um, you had Kyle Chandler, which was Mark. He was the, the father to Millie, Bo- Millie Bobby Brown. Right. So it was cool to see their characters come back. Um, and then I noticed one thing, and I was like, it kind of made me like wonder the uh, – I'm trying to find his name real quick. Uh, Sean Oguri, the guy who was the – the operator for Apex of the of the Mechagodzilla. Yeah. His, his last name was Sirizawa, which was Ken Watabe, uh, Ken Watanabe's, as I said. Uh, that was his his last name in uh, the first Godzilla and then... King of the uh, Monsters. And then King of the Monsters. So I was like, right. I wonder if he had any relation to him. Like, was that some sort of sibling I figured, or something like that? I heard the name and figured that was his son. That's what I figured. I kind of thought so too. And it would make sense because, you know, he knows a lot about the Titans and Godzilla and everything. Right. But so. they just kind of drop drop the last name at that one point, then don't bring it up at all. Yeah. So, so I, I enjoyed it. I I wanted more storyline because, you know, the other two had a bit more storyline to it and I enjoyed it. Uh, but I knew it wasn't going to get that much because they were just going to give us action pack, you know, an action pack film, which was great to me. Um, I like Alexander Skarsgård's character. I like how they finally talk about Hollow Earth, and we get to see the Hollow Earth, right? Because um, you know they've been they've been hinting at that, you know, since the first Godzilla. And I was like, okay, cool. Like we finally get there, and I thought it was beautiful. Like I thought, you know, the area that they had, you know, planned out for it, and seeing Kong run around, and you know, jumping into into the air just to flip, you know, gravitation fields, and then just to turn right back over. I thought that was fucking great, and. Uh, I really enjoyed the the way they designed the cities, like the way they had Hong Kong looking, you know, full of color and all the neon lighting and, you know, it made it look so just vivid with color. Even though it was dark, it really lit the characters up. It lit the monsters up so you can really see what's going on. Yeah, exactly. What do you got, Brady? Let's go. I know you want to say something already. (laughs) Bro, this movie was so fucking disappointing. Oh, my God. How? 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 What'd you want? How? Look, man, just like with just like with Batman versus Superman, you go into a movie called Batman versus Superman or Godzilla versus King Kong. I'm going to want to see at least more than a total of probably 25 minutes at best of the two dudes squaring the fuck up. Like it's still more than Freddy versus Jason got. No, 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 no. Freddy versus Jason was freddy versus jason the entire time it was psychological warfare until they actually had to you know fight because freddy needed fear freddy needed fear to get people to believe in him again so he could appear whereas jason's just going around killing people which takes away from freddy's fear that's psychological warfare man no one cares about freddy versus jason get back to godzilla i care about freddy versus jason you're the only one you're the only one (laughs) But the thing, oh my god, and the whole the whole thing that you're like excited about with like upside down Earth or whatever it's called, what the fuck was that? 
That's what they've been talking about this entire time. That's how they get around so fast. What, so Godzilla just swims underwater, goes into upside down earth, and boom, he's in another city. Is that what you're saying? That's how he got around. Yeah. Been, oh my god. They've been talking about they've been talking about that since the beginning. That movie, the movie was first of all, take out all the humans. I don't need them. It's a kaiju film. Was there this many like like I'm probably wrong here, but was there this many human stories in the original Godzilla movies, or was it literally stop motion Godzilla destroying the shit out of everybody? From I mean, I yes, Kong does have a human aspect to it because the whole purpose is like he falls in love with a pretty girl, and then that's what ends yeah. up stopping his. But we, it, it, oh, this movie pissed me off so much. From what I, from what I, I haven't watched like the old old Godzilla movies in in years, but from what I remember, yeah, they had like the human aspect to it and everything too. Like it was. It was, you know, they had that tied in, but when it came to the Godzilla, you know, smashing, it's the guy in the costume, you know, destroying whatever city he's in, you know, and just wrecking it up. But you have to, you know, it's, it, that there's was a different al- time. There's always been a human element element to it. I don't think it's as much as, you know, we get nowadays because, you know, act, you know, big name actors sell tickets, but, y- you know. Okay, then tell me, tell me why fucking the dude, the the villain of the movie was even like what what's the point of him being there he became unnecessary at the end because mecha godzilla fried his ass like what was the whole point of him having a part in the story anyway and that's the human part of it he was oh, trying to we don't the need human a human dominance. part man i exactly but you know well in his case you know he's a typical human you know they they fear something they don't understand so they want to make a weapon of it to yeah. to counter the something the counter the thing they don't understand like he wanted you know he want he cre- created mecha godzilla to you know get rid of all the titans so you know so there's no issue yeah that way humans are in control of the situation because like a typical human who you know who hungers for power they have to be in charge so he made the mecha to rule everything honestly the only human part of the story that i actually gave any shit about was uh what's brian tyree henry who i know is paperboy from paper the donald glover show, show atl on fx like that show's amazing uh he was hilarious and it was cool to see a podcaster represented in a movie i feel like that's going to be the next like remember when like Blair Witch came out and found footage was like all the rage and it was like so everybody is now a documenter or yeah you got like bloggers in the early 2000s so I feel like podcaster is going to be that new type of like character trope that we're going to see and like I'm all for it yeah I don't mind I don't mind that yeah I don't mind it at all I mean it's 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 what's current it's what's trending nowadays anyway so yeah like if you if you've ever watched How I Met Your Mother and Barney was always like have you read my blog I feel like if it was made today, it'd be like, have you listened to my podcast? Like, that's yeah. the thing that but, and he was like, the, he was the only human I actually like gave a shit about. But that's because I liked him as a character. But like you could t- um, and then you got uh, Kyle Chandler, who I always will know as Coach Taylor from Friday Night Lights, the TV show. Um, he's good. I felt like his part was minimal. So maybe that's why I liked him in it was because he wasn't really in it. Yeah, but, I mean, I, I wanted a bit more of him in it, but be- I, I get it. Like in in King of the Monsters, he played a bigger role because his wife um, played. You know, she was basically she turned into the villain basically because she yeah. she recreated the the orca, which he took part in building. So they needed him to 
to figure out how to use it and turn it off and find her. So that made more sense. But yeah, like I wish they would show a little bit more of him because I liked I liked him in King of the Monsters for his storyline. Well, there's also the the quote from Godzilla, the 2014 one, where and I can't remember the dude the character's name or anything like that, but he literally has the most prolific line of all the movies ever, which is literally just let them fight, which is exactly what they needed to do in this movie. That was Serizawa. I, I felt like they didn't get up. They did let like, them fight, though. We got a good, they, you know. We got good action. We yeah, got yeah but the fights. We got like okay, three We got three rounds fights. of it. We yeah, got three we got rounds th- and then a bonus round. Yeah, exactly. We got three rounds of it, but the whole first round was literally like a moment of weakness for Kong. Then the second round was essentially a moment of weakness for Godzilla. And then the third round was just what I expected it to be, which was friendship prevails in the end. Uh, oh, no, 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 it no, was no, not no, friendship. No. It was more, no, no, no. It, it was a mutual understanding. There's, there's, this, the... there's this threat over here that's bigger than both of us. We got to team up to stop it. It was not friendship. It was a mutual understanding. I, th- well, I thought it was going to be the power of friendship, but I'm so glad it wasn't. Admittedly, the day before I watched this, the day it came out and the day before I watched it, I happened to get my second COVID shot. So I was out on my ass all day Saturday. And I probably maybe would enjoy it if I wasn't like sick as shit that day. But it just felt like it dragged on. I didn't get that impression at all. It had a good pace to it. Yeah. In my opinion. The other one of the biggest problems I did have with it, though, was um, the Mecha Godzilla itself. How is it that the Mecha Godzilla from Ready Player One looked twenty times better than this rejected Transformer looking thing? I didn't hate it. I liked it. I liked it. I thought it looked it, cool. It looked pretty cool. It was, it was a more modern take. Did you want the classic Mecha Godzilla to come bursting through, Brady? Is that what you wanted? Look at the look at the Mecha Godzilla from Ready Player One. Okay, let me pull this up. Yeah. Look at the and then look at the the fucking the shitty Beast Wars Transformer one of no, 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 that no, no, we got no. in this one. Don't compare this to Beast Wars. We're not doing we're not doing that. Nah, Beast Wars. <laughs> That's okay, what it looked like to okay. me. <sighs> You're telling me that this Godzilla looked better than Ready Player One God. Okay, Godzilla. okay, you may have a point there. Yeah, that's what I thought. <laughs> All right, hey, different one, company one, now. We gotta do. One point goes to Brady. I will say that there was a cool little callback on it where they're fighting in what is like Hong Kong or Tokyo or whatever they're in. And um, like Kong's resting on like this tall skyscraper there. And it very much looks like the classic image of Kong chilling out on the Empire State Building. I thought that was a cool little callback. Um, But I don't know, man. Maybe I need to give it another watch before it gets taken off HBO. Maybe I need to go to a theater and watch it. I don't know, but this this movie just did not live up to the hype for me. I thought it did. We saw it. We saw it in theater, and it was great. I mean the the fight on the ships, you know, in the ocean. It was great seeing. Kicked it was, ass. It was great seeing it in a the theater. Yeah, seeing Kong, bitch laugh, Godzilla. I'm sorry. Yeah. Yeah. Wait, no, no, Kong threw a punch and then Godzilla uh, slapped Kong. But the whole fight back and forth was great. I thought the fight in Tokyo at night was was killer. Kong with the friggin' axe. Yeah, Kong with the axe. Okay. From the... 
you tagged us in that meme. I did not get that that was supposed to be like one of Godzilla's fins or some shit like that. You didn't you didn't get that? Why didn't you get that? Because if you paid attention in the Hollow Earth, when he sat down on the throne in that in that cave and they showed the ground lighting up. It was literally Godzilla. Godzilla. Yeah, it's obviously yeah. Godzilla. It was outlined like Godzilla. Man, I re- maybe it was because I was not. You need to rewatch you know it. You know what? You 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 went in with the salty attitude. You know, you had a salty attitude. I did not go in with. No, I went no, in no, with no, some no. hypeness, bro. You went, watch. No, yeah, yeah, sorry. Let me rephrase that. You went in with hype. You weren't happy. You know, by halfway through the movie, you're like, "This is bull. I want more action." So you quit caring. <laughs> You didn't notice it took key them things. Thirty minutes to square you up. You didn't notice key things, and you're like, "This movie's garbage." Joe, you're, here's what's you, gonna happen. You we're were gonna already come... writing your review before it even finished, and you're no, 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 no. Yeah. I wrote my. Re- I let this shit marinate for three no, days no, before I wrote no. this review in serial killer font on my iPad. Joe, here's what's here's what's gonna happen. He's gonna rewatch it. We're gonna come back next week. He's gonna be like, "Guys, you were wrong. I'm so sorry." Right? I want to retract some of my statements. I want to retract all my statements. Uh, of course, you had to have build up, but like it, it, it fell quick before they even got. Yeah, know, when they got there, and even uh, like the stuff with the little girl, I liked all of that. Like that was yeah, that was great. The I little mean, girl she's, she's, the Kong. she's the second. She's the second human I actually gave a shit about. But it's Alexander Skarsgård, yeah, and unknown lady number one, and unknown lady number two, and dude who sat inside of like what I'm assuming is like a. Godzilla skull or something like that. It was, Ghidorah's. Could... it was Ghidorah's head. Did you not see the post-credit scene from King Again. of the Monsters, Brady? Again, you're not I did. paying attention. You weren't paying attention because you were already salty halfway through. You're not catching the main part too. It was Ghidorah's skull. How are you not salty about used, this movie? Because they used Ghidorah's DNA to create the computer. And you weren't happy about it. What, what, why would you need to use a kaiju's DNA to create a computer? I could just go to a hardware store and buy some hard drives, and boom, I got a so computer. So it can reenact the motive, the you know, all the, the motions of the motions and the motives. It, and the, it ended up just like going out for itself and went rogue. So what's the point? That's what happens with AI shit, man. What do you do? What do you think? <laughs> this movie was not. Oh, this movie was not good, man. You know what? No, no, no. You wanted Academy Award winning action pack yes, and it gave, wanted... us a- it gave us action pack and you're like this isn't enough action i want more action look i i, I subscribe to hbo to watch reptar and coco you know square up and i got none of that i mean they did and the numbers are saying so far that people are happy with it it's look it i will say like that's cool million. as shit i will say that's cool that this monkey versus a lizard movie is the reason that theaters are going to start booming here in a couple of weeks. Like, I think that's cool as hell. I, it, I, I totally agree with this being the movie over Tenet because Tenet was boring as shit. I still haven't seen Tenet. I don't think I want to. Uh, dude, no, it's just... Tenet's one of those movies that like is like so complicated and wants to make you think that like it just takes you out of the movie. Kind of well, like... Not- Kind of like Us by Jordan Peele. Like, it's so, like, socially conscious, which is fine. And he's trying to make his point. But I felt like he, I felt, and I feel like this with most of the Jordan Peele movies that I've seen, which is only two, but still, that, like, he tries so hard to, like, make it socially conscious, which is cool as hell because it's not something that, like, when they do socially conscious films, you don't really get this perspective. But 
he does a he pushes that so much that it takes you out of the film because you're so so into the socially conscious conscious aspects of it to even care about what's actually happening on screen. That's fair enough. Yeah. Another I don't know, thing. Man. Okay, well, another thing for it is I think if they give us any more action, it would just be basically another uh, King of the Monsters, which King of the Monsters had a lot of action going on because I felt like that was that picked up pretty quick too. You know, they give us yeah. They give us Ghidorah pretty quickly. Uh, I mean, the op- like the big opening sequence is you're seeing Mothra go from, you know, um, into her larvae state. She takes off and she cocoons. You know, you get Mothra early on. Then you get Ghidorah. And, of course, Godzilla shows up. But then you also get Rodan um, not too long after that. And you have all these mo- – and then you see all the other ones that are that are moving towards, you know, where they're at so they can basically be obedient to whoever's in charge, which was at the time Ghidorah because he was the one calling them. Was it just me or do you guys feel like we also got more King Kong than we did Godzilla for a movie that's supposed to be about both of them? That, I yeah. think so, yeah, but to I me f- it made sense because they, do- they needed to get to the hollow earth and they yeah. they had someone who was making a connection with King Kong so they had to use kong to be the leader because there was like no I, way godzilla was to be them the one to lead them so to where I, they needed he, to be i may have just overlooked something but why exactly did they need kong to be to lead them like i never i, um, I didn't get that part they i think they i think i forgot what Alexander skarsgård said but something happened because they were trying to get was useless they were trying to get into his brother his imaginary brother r.i.p shut up brady um was trying to get down there and they couldn't find it or, or they found it. Well, but that they, was why they had the ships though, because his brother went down there and it like, like yeah, it crushed him because it, it crushed him because of the gravity. Yeah. So, but and I get that's why they had these like new ships and everything. But I didn't get, I didn't get why Kong. I I just saw it as oh, we need Kong, need, we need Kong to get to Hong Kong somehow. So this is they needed they needed Kong to to like get to the place where I guess like the energy that they needed to. Yeah. Do whatever they wanted was that like they they could get to the hollow earth, but they're like, okay, well, where will we go from here? So they needed some sort of like, I guess, civilization area which Kong would know where it's at. Okay. Like, I, I kind of get why they did focus on Kong more than they did Godzilla. And that's because him, that's because Kong is more like personable and or like sympathetic. And that's the character trait that they've always done with kong i mean yeah go back to the 1930s version like what stopped kong from destroying a city a beautiful woman like it's just something like a sympathetic character so and like you can't really do that with godzilla so i get why but like i just felt like there was a look and even the movie like ended on a scene of this is where kong is essentially now whereas like you don't get a scene of like Godzilla just you know roaming around in the ocean or something, you know. Well, see, that's my that's my next take into everything. So technically, this is the last movie we know of between uh, Legendary, uh, Warner Brothers Legendary, and Toho, which is the people who own the rights to Godzilla and all of the the monsters. Um, like the whole monster verse was supposed to only be like so much. It was all building up to this. Yeah, it was all building up to this. And as far as we know so far, I haven't seen anything in the news lately. But Well, there, there, was, is, there, there is one thing I saw. I think it was 
it was either Legendary's tw- Twitter account or Warner Brothers, but one of them p- tweeted out, oh, hashtag continue the monster versus trending. And then they did like the, the eye emoji. Like, so I'm yeah. kind of. See, that's the thing. Like, um, this I was the last one mind. so far because this is all they have on contract. But yeah, like they have so many more monsters they can do. Like, I mean, King of the Monsters showed us all the other monsters they have in their arsenal that they could use. I want more Mothra. I want more Rodan. I like Rodan. He was, to me, he's really cool. Yeah. I've always liked Mothra just because it's, it's a giant moth. That's, that's but like there's, well, that's there's the, other ones. That's the, also the reason why there's no post credit scene. And uh, the yeah. director himself, Al, Adam Weingard, who is a good director, don't get me wrong. Um, he said something like, well, technically there was, but we ended up just throwing into the movie anywhere. So you got to guess what that scene. Yeah, was. I read that too. And I don't think he's said, come out and said what's which scene that was. Yet. I don't think he doesn't need to. And I don't think he ever yeah. will. So. No, it doesn't matter. But yeah, I'm pretty sure that's also why. Like, I this just I gave the movie. I will give the movie a solid like five out of ten. That's just me. And like, okay. I just felt like, garbage. yeah, the movie was garbage. Okay, no, you're garbage. <laughs> I just, I don't know, man. It just did not, and I'm not expecting, look, I'm not expecting to go into this movie and like, it be like Citizen Kane or Godfather or something like that. You know, like a movie that people are going to talk about and quote for literally years and centuries, all that. But the movie just did not, I guess the best way to put it is it didn't whelm me at all. Like it didn't overwhelm me. It didn't underwhelm me. It just, it's just like, oh, it's just a movie I happened to see this week. Okay, fair enough. Yeah. I mean, I'm not, I'm not agreeing with you, but all right. I feel like you, I feel like now that you're not, not totally hopped up on vaccine, you need to sit down and watch it again. <laughs> well, I said for me, like, for me, I said, like, so I think they, they don't want to give us too much more because they don't really know what's what the next step is. Also, if you think about that because of the contract. Yeah. But like I said, in King of the Monsters, do we see other monsters being, you know, alive and in, in existence? Now, granted, they don't all they didn't all seem as um, territorial or predatory as as Ghidorah or anything. Well, Rodan was, but then you know we don't know about and Ghidorah, but we don't know about the other ones because we saw. We saw a mammoth. We saw like a giant turtle. Um, and who's to say what they were to bring, what they would bring back from like the old movies as far as dinosaurs. Um, I feel like there's still room they can do like, uh, like if they really wanted to, to push it again and you want something kind of in the vein of King of the Monsters, they can give us Mecha King Ghidorah. They, they stole the head, you know, who's to say that they didn't make DNA off of that? Like, or maybe this is all they used because they did the same concept with the Mecha Godzilla, but they can still do, you know, the Mecha Ghidorah, which would be pretty sick. Yeah, I mean, the the problem is, is I feel like, and I get contracts and things are a factor in all this, but I do feel like they might have rushed to getting to Mecha Godzilla. I mean, it took them a three, and I feel like Mecha Godzilla is like, in a way, the Thanos of the monster verse. Like we knew it was going to happen because that's like one of the most recognizable kaijus out there is a fucking robot lizard dude. But I feel like it was rushed to get to this point. You know? 
but again that's also with contracts and everything withstanding and like i get that that's gonna speed up your whole process but i feel like if they had a proper build out it could have been better maybe not i think i would have switched the i would have switched the spots with we could have maybe done they could have given us um godzilla versus kong before king of the monsters because i feel like Ghidorah was a a more a stronger like a stronger villain for for godzilla he was a bigger threat he was a much bigger threat than i would say compared to the to the mech godzilla you know Godzilla was just you know out of control and stuff like that but i I feel like Ghidorah would was a more prominent enemy for godzilla and it could have been more interesting to have you know kong involved in those fights you know besides uh, you know um besides mothra helping godzilla you know against rodan and then of course against Ghidorah. i think it'd have been interesting to kind of see that that aspect of it too you know what i mean yeah yeah i agree i agree with you on that do you do you guys think we'll see another godzilla movie in the next four years three years i think it's possible like i don't i i, I I think it, we could. I don't know where to see where they would go, though. Yeah, I don't know where they would go from here. I don't know how they would top this, but I'd like to see more. I mean, it's pretty easy to top this movie. <sighs> okay. <laughs> okay. I just this movie. I don't know how much God. action you wanted. How much action did you want? Brady? It's not even like... like the action part of it. It's just like it just. Okay, so Cole mentioned last episode that he went ahead and watched. Like a crit, and I don't know if this is on mic or not, but he watched like Chris Stuckman's review of it. Yeah, um, I didn't mention that. I didn't, so this was off mic then. I, it may anyway. have been off mic. And I usually like his reviews because um, he keeps it pretty, you know, middle grounded and doesn't spoil anything or anything like that. And this dude legitimately said they did it right by letting them fight and not focusing too much on the human aspect. So that's why I was like, okay, maybe I'm going to be wrong about this film. And then I went and I watched it and I was completely right about this film because 90% of it was human aspects. I I disagree. I, I feel like I feel like it's they I, it was more action than the human aspect. Yeah. I feel like they gave us, you know, I felt like I feel it was like a in, it was, ahead, it was it was like a good I'd say maybe 60 40 split between the human and then all the monster stuff like we get we we got a lot of monster stuff Brady I don't know what more you wanted and like it was also just for me it was also and I mean this is kind of an e- like an easy take to say or whatever because if you watch King of the monsters you you knew where they were going but to me it was also just predictable like we like there, there didn't need to be as big of a build up to Mecha Godzilla in the movie as we got because we all knew he was going to come. Like if you watch King of the Monsters, you knew he was going to be the big boss or whatever, or villain or big bad or whatever you want to call it in Kong versus Godzilla. Like I did know, like going in that we weren't just going to get strictly Kong versus Godzilla. Like Mecha Godzilla was going to play an aspect in it, but like it just became predictable to a point. Well, after, he was in the trailers, so... After watching King of the Monsters, I was really hoping we got uh, Mecha Ghidorah because, to me, that would have been the next natural step. We still could. 
we still could yeah but like because you know they steal the they steal the head of the of the frozen Ghidorah. i was like oh fuck we're gonna get we're gonna get the mecha Ghidorah. that's ideal because that's you know that'll be another big big monstrous fight and that's why i said we we could have they could have done godzilla kong uh, skull island then this one then king of the monsters and i think that would have been much more you know a much better build up because i i felt Ghidorah was a much more was a much better challenger compared to the mecha godzilla and then if you had Ghidorah and then you have kong you can have you know a much you can you could have much bigger fight scenes i also feel like that fight scene between mecha godzilla versus kong versus or Kong and Godzilla versus Mechagodzilla could have been a little bit longer. It did seem kind of short compared for yeah, him being so. like the big, yeah, the big villain of the movie. There yeah. was one part though when I was like, well, after you know when it was just Godzilla versus uh, Godzilla versus Kong, and uh, I'm sorry, it was it was Godzilla versus the the Mecha, and the Mecha had him pinned down and was starting to rip open his mouth so he can shoot the yeah. the red laser in, and I was like, oh. He gonna do him dirty like that, and then that's when Kong shows back up. I thought that was pretty sick. That was a good transition for the fight to bring him back into the into it. I will say one of the more badass scenes for me was the f- part where Kong does get the axe that he ends up using, yeah. and uh, then sits down in like the rock throne and he just looks like I loved that all gangster as hell, just like God. yeah, what's up? Just sitting this there with my the upside down Earth. <laughs> The big flex too was when they were fired at night and Godzilla had had Kong pinned down, like started scratching his chest and had him down and God and Kong was basically like, fuck, I'm done. And then Godzilla like roared in his face and then Kong roared back like, okay, I get it. You won. And then Godzilla just walks off like, hmm. And then they had to create like the world's like most fucking MacGyvered fucking defibrillator ever. Hey, that was pretty handy. That was, that, pretty that cool. was cool. That I shit was that. cool as hell. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> a little cheesy, but cool as hell. Like way to destroy like a probably like a fourteen thousand dollar ship or something. <laughs> well, all the <laughs> people who designed him were dead by life. that point. So there was also there was also a part at the end of the movie where they like brought all the characters like Godzilla got up or something like that. Yeah. He started walking back towards the ocean. And they what brought did... all the all the characters together like mm-hmm. um Kyle Chandler's character and Millie Bobby Brown, Brian, all those yeah, people and then like the Alexander Skarsgård crew. And it just there, seemed yeah. like and they literally put them like right next to each other. It just seemed like they were forcing that character interaction for no reason because it's not like they knew each other or yeah. even had any affiliation with each other throughout the rest of the movie. Well, so they, it literally they, seemed like, hey, here's our humans. Let's just put them together. It's like, at they, the end. They, it's like they did and did it because you have, like I said, you have the, the Apex people or Skarsgård and his crew coming in. And then Chandler, of course, was looking for his daughter, Bob Brown. So that's how they tie in together. It's kind of like a, you know, they each had their own little story here or there, and that's how they kind of brought it all back together. But it was a similar concept in the first Godzilla, you know, the 2014 one. You know, at the end, they kind of brought everyone back into the into the shots. You know, you get you get everyone in, and then Godzilla gets back up and marches off to the ocean. That's the end of the movie. One one thing I want to mention: speaking of the humans, what was up with Millie Bobby Brown's friend? Like he contributed nothing to this movie. 
Yeah. He was like he he had a he, car, bro. That's all he had. He was That's a he, he was a less useful Ned from Spider Man. <laughs> hey man, don't, yeah, don't, don't do that. Ned like that. Ned. Ned We're all gonna useful. die. Man, I mean, Peter said distract him. That's what he did. Yeah. I mean, yeah, like we 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 could have done without him, but yeah, I guess you know he brought the car or whatever. Well, you know, and it kind of buzzed me out because I felt like I felt like. Uh, her character was was better played in King of the Monsters than it was. was in this one. I liked her character in King of the Monsters. Here, yeah, I'm too. like, why why are you in this movie? Yeah, I, I kind of felt the same way. Like, yeah, we could have done better. And like, I know Brady made the take that you know, uh, uh, fuck, what's his character's name? I keep forgetting his character's name. I I, I looked it up right. Bernie. Bernie. Yeah. Bernie carried their like you said, kind of carried their scenes. But then again, he was leading them along. You know, it was. It was his mission. Like, yes, they went to go find him, but then he was like, "Okay, I want to take you guys. Let me show you where I'm going." So, you know, out of like, I wasn't against him leading the way, but yeah, like, it's I, not I, even like his character carried him. He literally carried them as an actor. Like, if nah. he was not, if he was not in those scenes with those two little kids, I would not have given any shits about it at all. I would have been like, "Forward, all right, next scene." Can we talk about the express train to Hong Kong? What was oh that? the underground train dude that, that, was cool. that was really cool but it was still like what what is this movie like that was the point where i just shut my brain off and i'm like okay hey, let's hey, go this is we're, fun we're not that far off in real technology no you're, you're right we're but not that, that far point, off that was the point where i just shut my brain off i'm like all right i'm here to have fun let's have fun <laughs> i was like i mean because they're, they're talking about making trains here in texas that go from from uh from like Austin to Dallas in like seven seven minutes or so. They're talking about those kind of trains. I'm like, you know what? I'm not even mad about this train going from or were they Florida to Hong Kong? I'm not even mad about that. Like, let's go catch my ass at fucking Mario World. Hey man, a, t- a train like that in Texas would be wonderful. Yeah, they're they're actually talking about that. That's one thing that's been like I I know it was it's been like <laughs> off and on in the news like for a few years, but they're talking about having like a a super speed train um and they'll have hubs like in uh san antonio austin dallas houston and uh and then they'll see how it goes from there and expand i was like dude if they were to bring that to corpus i was like i'd be fucking fl- like just on, i'd be on that train all the time going wherever because then that opens up a lot of like different aspects to for like work and you know tourism and all that shit but that's a whole different story i don't want to get into all that I mean, to be honest with you, though, like anytime I think about like traveling in Texas and all that, um, I think of that line from Oh Brother, Where Art Thou? Or George Clooney's like, wasn't this place just a geographical anomaly? Three weeks from everywhere. (laughs) Two weeks. Two weeks. But yeah, yeah, because I know traveling in Texas is like super like like seven hours, no matter where you're going. for, for, For me, it's eight hours if i want to go out of the state it's eight hours either like eight hours west eight hours north i saw a meme once i saw six hours east i saw this meme one time it was like hey there delilah what's it like in houston texas i'm 300 miles away yet i'm still somehow still in texas yeah basically yeah pretty much (laughs) no i mean look i will i have until april 30th to watch this that's another thing we should talk about what do you guys so you totally do you guys agree that they extended godzilla's hbo run to give it the proper dues because like 
they extended it and pushed back Mortal Kombat almost so it didn't like co- like collide with each other. Because Mortal Kombat was supposed to come out this week, actually. Yeah. And Godzilla yeah. got pushed back an extra week. And Mortal Kombat is now coming out on April 21st instead of April 16th. Which I'm not, I'm not mad So do you think they knew that it was going to blow up like the way it did? I think maybe after they saw how well it was doing in, you know, overseas, like in Japan and stuff like that, yeah. they saw that it was doing really well. They're like, maybe we should just to be safe. <clears throat> and I think that was the, the right move to do because, like, the, look at the numbers. It's doing really well. 60 million. Yeah. Also, uh, real quick, I'm not sure if one of you guys shared it or I saw it real quickly, but I saw like I saw the headline of an article that they've already agreed that you know new movies were going to be back in theaters 2022 for sure. Yeah, I saw that, that. Did you share that, Cole? I don't think I shared it, but I did see that. I did see that. Um, also, while we're on like stuff like that, um, Sony just inked a deal with uh, Sony Entertainment just inked a deal starting next year with morbius that they get an eight they are giving netflix an eight months advance period to stream their movies so basically morbius will be in theaters for usually nowadays a theater or movies in theaters for about a month at like at most depends on how much it makes yeah if it's yeah. Like that long yeah so if it's like if it's something like the Avengers, it's going to be in there for about a month and a half, almost two months. But if it's something like nobody, no, nobody, yeah. it's only going to be in there for about a month. So Sony, so let's just say that uh, Morbius, which to be honest with you, is only going to be in theaters for about a month because this movie's been delayed so many times. I yeah. There's anyway. So about whenever they would start to roll out like the DVDs. They would actually put it up on Netflix eight months prior before the DVD comes out. So you're probably looking at, in my in my opinion, probably uh, so theaters for a month, give it a maybe a month and a half grace period in between, and then boom, it's up on Netflix. Real quick before we start talking about other stuff like that, uh, just so we can you know close it close on Godzilla versus Kong. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, you said five out of ten, right? Brady, Cole, what do you yep. give it? I'll give it an eight. I'm right there with you. I'll give it an eight. Um, so that's our take on Godzilla versus Kong. You know, five, eight, eight. Um, real sad, flaccid five. I'm um, from some people. Anyway, um, <laughs> well, I don't yeah, know what I you want. Uh, so, so going back to Morbius, I'm not mad about that because honestly, like, I haven't, I haven't bought a a Blu-ray copy of a movie in a long time um although i did get the 4k copies of uh lord of the rings for christmas but that's because you know that's an older movie that's one that's not usually on a streaming service too often or uh like in theater so i'm not you know that's like something like that i'll buy copies of but like as far as newer stuff it it really depends on what it is that i the last movie i bought blu-ray was um birds of prey and i don't even know why i bought it the last movie i bought on blu-ray and i wish i never did was uh a movie called guns akimbo i wanted to see that uh, it was yeah yes so i remember 
it was probably like two two years ago or something at this point where it was like uh don't fuck with daniel it was like a meme and it said something like yes. don't fuck with daniel radcliffe it, and there was he'll bring his from- friends avada and kavara because he has his guns like bolted yeah. to his hands in the movie and god damn that movie was atrocious like it was it was like a way to take on like troll culture on the internet but turn it into a game show or some shit like that i don't i i never saw it i just i just remember i was like when's this coming out and then all of a sudden it was out like it just yeah, randomly it, came out one day it did it even get I a got it at release? target it might have been like one of those things where like it's like a limited theater kind yeah. of deal because I, I just remember limited, seeing I mean, it like, on two cities. I just remember seeing it on demand one day, and I'm like, "Oh, this came out." I still want to watch a uh, Swiss Army Man, the one who, heard, that one he I did. heard that was really good. Yeah, I've heard good the things about that one. Daniel Radcliffe farts throughout an entire hour and a half long. Yeah. Have y'all seen uh, his other one? If we're gonna talk about Daniel Radcliffe, because he, I like I like post Harry Potter Daniel Radcliffe because he does some weird fucking movies. He's like. Kind of in like the 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 vein of Nick Cage doing weird movies. Have y'all seen? Horns? Yeah, but that's just no, not yet. And I heard it's amazing. Horns is I good. I haven't seen that either. He, uh, he Horns might be devil, one of those basically. October movies. Yeah, it wasn't. It's it's not scary. It's like it's like a dark comedy. Uh, so I think you'd be okay with that one, Cole. But it's, okay, it's cool. It was a good movie. Like it has like a nice little romantic side, and then the dark humor out of it, and everything. But. That, well, that just movie. shows you how comfortable he is with Harry Potter. Like, dude well, did he, seven, eight Harry Potter movies, and now he can pretty much do whatever he wants. Well, he wanted to get away from that. Like, his his goal was to not be remembered as just, oh, you're just Harry Potter. Like, he wanted to change it up. It's kind of the same thing with, uh, like, Robert Pattinson. You know, he didn't want to be remembered or, just for, for Twilight. It's weird to say this, but you could also say the same thing about Elijah Wood. And I say it's weird to say it because he was – a well-known actor before he was Frodo. Yeah, he was a no, he was established before, and like I don't I don't disassociate him as Frodo. I mean, yes, I do because of you know well, only because like the Lord of the Rings are some of my favorite movies, but like you know he did you know he did Jarhead too, right? It wasn't that him or was that Jake Gyllenhaal? I'm not gonna confuse. That was Jake Gyllenhaal. Okay. For, uh, I remember the thing. If I think of uh, Elijah Wood, I think of The Faculty. Ah, uh, that was a good one back in the day. One of those Kevin Williamson, Robert Rodriguez, 90s Scream era horror movies. I'm pretty sure Kevin Williamson wrote it. Cooties. Have you ever seen Cooties? I haven't seen Cooties. I'm looking at at his movie list real quick. Uh, I forgot he was the voice in Nine. Did y'all ever watch that animated movie, Nine? I remember seeing trailers and stuff for it, but I never saw it. That was one movie that broke my heart. Spy Kids 3D. Spy Kids 3D, yeah. Like almost immediately after Lord of the Rings, too. Yeah. Oh yeah, he was in Spy Kids 3D. He was like the 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 one player or whatever they called him. Yeah. He literally like came in and like died right away. Yeah. The the guy. Oh, you're the guy. And you and you gotta know that like it's literally like all right, we have this amount of money to bring you in and do one scene because you're an expensive actor now. You kind of say the same thing for uh, like when Brad Pitt had his cameo in Deadpool 2. And they paid him with a cu- cup of coffee. A cup, a cup of coffee. Just to flash <laughs> him real quick. 
It was literally so yeah, but like the thing about like going back to like talking about Lord of the Rings, uh, I will never think of Sean Astin as Sam Ganji. He's Bob Newby from Stranger Things. No, he's no, he's Rudy. Rudy. Oh yeah, that's Rudy Rudiger. Hell <laughs> yeah, man, he's Rudy. And that's not like it's not even like a sports fan movie at that point. That's just like a classic movie that like everybody knows. The classic good story film. Yeah. I mean, to me, like yes, I like like so he, I know him as 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 Sam, but yeah, he's Bob Newby, man. Oh yeah. When he showed up in Stranger Things, I was like, this is gonna be good. And then when he died, I was like, fuck, man. Yo, straight up though, Bob had like the greatest character development of all time. Like, if you did not cry when Bob died, you're a soulless piece of shit. <laughs> yeah. And you know, going back real quick to his, if we're gonna talk about him real quick and his storyline in Stranger Things, I I got really excited when he's talking to uh I forget who he's who he's talking to. Was it uh I forget his name? Will? But there's a scene, I think it was Will. He's driving Will, I think, in the car, and he's talking about fears, like things he feared growing up. And he made like a vague, he he gave a vague a description of a clown haunting him as a child in his hometown and so i was like is he talking about pennywise are oh, we boy. getting a are we getting a stranger things pennywise crossover is this all one big universe that i'm getting sucked into that i really want yes see i think that i think that more or less you can write that off as just like the duffer brothers doing their classic references that they do yeah my probably. favorite my favorite moment with him was when he actually gets involved with like helping them find stuff and he goes x marks the spot goonies. Uh, yeah. goonies yeah yeah i can't say i like the goonies and i, I know it's like a cult film but i'm like eh. yeah i watched it one i watched it once that's all you know i saw it the one time i'm good i liked it but so man what is there in me? Has there been any other like movie news that you guys have seen? I, the only one I really saw was the fact that, like Joe mentioned, where uh, HBO is not going to do the HBO Max dual release next year. Or I read that it was going to be on their blockbuster movies only. So, like, something like Congress Godzilla would not. I be read they HBO weren't Max. doing yeah, that at all. something that, like the little things like would. Okay. Yeah, it was gonna be with the with the big fucking movies that they weren't gonna release it anymore. Like, but the smaller things they would still do like a a dual release, which I'm not against because there's some movies that are like that are like oh my oh I, I want to check that out but you know I may not go watch it for a reason you know one reason or another. You know I just don't I don't make it to the theater because I'm like eh I don't feel like spending. 20 bucks or you know 30 bucks on a movie that i may not actually enjoy but you know so like i'm okay with with that but like um for the blockbuster movies I'm like i'm like okay like yeah I'll, I'll i'm definitely having more of a reason to go to the theaters for that like godzilla versus kong i knew i was i yeah. definitely wanted to see that in theaters there's no way i was gonna watch that just at home first yeah and i was glad that i i mean like i said i didn't go see godzilla versus kong in theaters but i did go see nobody in theaters and i was glad that i did like it was actually a fun movie to go see in theaters um so this brings up my next question i guess you could say is what is joe said something about you know he doesn't want to pay you know the 15 bucks which is totally understood 15 20 bucks to go see a movie that you're potentially not going to enjoy so what is a movie that one movie that you did pay 
and you ended up just absolutely outright hating wish you didn't pay the money to go see it in theaters oh that's a good question see good i question, tend to man. find enjoyment in just about every movie but let me let me think for a second honestly Look, i don't know man it, the 2019 I, remake of the lion king i don't think i paid a on, but i liked it i thought it was funny so when you have me when you when you have okay, Seth Rogen was the best part, but when you have me laughing at Mufasa's death scene, you have done something wrong. Cause Simba's pathetic. No, I'm like, oh my god, it was like they just took used the first take that the kid did. I don't know, Cole. I feel like as I as I learn more about Simba... you, Cole, I feel like you're a very Disney elitist. So like, eh, I, I I would. I thought I Simba was voiced by Brady. Donald can you back Glover. me up on that? Is he a Disney elitist? I would, say, I would say so. I would say this. This man just came back from Disney, okay? Yeah, yeah I did. Time of his life over there, over here. But uh, no, Donald Glover was adult Simba. Young Simba oh, okay. was some kid. Yeah, yeah. Hey, I the Blame first the two that come, <laughs> the first two that come to mind for me, which are recent movies, are a. It was called um, Assassination Nation. I remember that movie. God damn That's it. That's not something movie. I would have paid for at all. <laughs> I, so at the time I had, uh, if you got before AMC A-list, there was a uh, uh, movie pass, which is okay. kind of essentially the same thing, but AMC A-list blows it out of the water because movie pass was like something like one per day or something like that. But you Yeah, Draft House, like, House was doing something like that. But they weren't doing it here in my in our market yet, and then COVID hit. I'm like, damn it! So they and they canceled it. Well, uh, so I had Movie Pass when it first came out, and it was pretty good. It was like 10, 20 bucks a month, and you got to pretty much go to any movie you wanted. And then it started getting popular, and so they limited like the movies and shit like that. that you didn't could they run out see. of money? Yeah, they ran out of money, so they started to do like peak times or something like that. So like if it's like a, a matinee show, you couldn't use your movie pass to go to a matinee show. Huh. Um, and then AMC A-List came out and it blows it out of the water. So I saw Assassination Nation. Um, actually, no, Assassination Nation was my first AMC A-List purchase. And then the other one was um, The Happy Time Murders. Okay. Oh. Uh, okay. So, uh, we gotta talk about this. Hold on. Okay. It's so, literally it's literally Muppets mixed okay. with like just I I was whatever so, the fuck they thought of. Okay. So here's the here's the thing with that movie, Brady. I had been following that that movie had been in development hell since 2008. I had been following it for years, and I had read the original script, which was very 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 close to what we got. But what made the movie like what caused it? What caused its downfall? They they cast Melissa McCarthy, and they let her add changes <laughs> to the script. They let her add changes to the script, and that just it would it would have been so much better. It probably wouldn't have been great, but it would have been a million times better without her in it. With that, what? Cause, cause I saw the movie and I walked out and went, yeah, that was definitely a Melissa McCarthy movie. Like the original script was phenomenal, and it, even some of the movie, I'm like, oh, this isn't bad. But <sighs> real quick, I'm looking at um, Alamo Draft House season pass, which is their, you know, you can watch a movie a day. Um, it's twenty bucks a month, and you get um, unlimited movies, which is a movie per day. 
and you get uh you can buy a movie you can buy tickets seven days in advance be fine and uh let's see what else you get i guess the usual perks and shit like that uh it's it's already here but they're pausing it till 2021 so i might actually get that um yeah i movie, just Carthy, i watched uh thunder force earlier i forgot to watch that earlier today oh really. god oh with olivia what's her face yeah yeah, yeah. i forget her last I, name but yeah her. i can't think of it it was it had <clears throat> was it, it a kid's movie no i wouldn't say that no what's it rated because it looked very kid friendly Based uh, off the poster. Here. It's rated, fuck, I don't know, PG-13 maybe? Oh, okay. It's Olivia Spencer. Yeah. That's what it is. Octavia uh, Spencer. Octavia Spencer, yeah, Olivia Spencer. I'll only say Olivia because you said Olivia. Anyways. But yeah, Brady, I do still have the Happy Time Murder script on my phone. November 24th, 2008 is what it's dated. Oof. So this is like first draft, maybe. Anywho, Thunder Force was, it was funny, but don't expect much. Jason Bateman's in it. He is pretty funny. And, you uh, said Melissa, he's in, you said Melissa McCarthy's in it? Hilarious. Yeah, Melissa McCarthy's in it. That's all I need to know. I'm out. It's <laughs> it, was, it was funny for what it was. I mean, uh, if you just want something for some cheap laughs, put it on. Uh, you're going to see Jason Bateman with some crab arms, and that was pretty funny. Uh, Bobby Cannaval, he's he's uh, he's the main bad guy, looking real old-school gangster uh, in his suits. Cheap humor. Another movie that I that i saw that i regret paying for jurassic world fallen kingdom oh. i still have yet to see that one i saw the I first saw, chris pratt jurassic world i, or whatever really, it is. I love the first one and i like pieces of fallen kingdom the funny thing when i saw it power went out in the theater we got to see the best scene in the mo- movie twice so when they're when they're running from the volcano explosion no when the dude's trapped in the cage with the indoraptor Ah, that that was like okay. That that was the best part of the movie, and okay. I'm still I'm still excited for the for the next one because they're bringing Dominion. back the yeah because they're bringing back uh Jeff Goldblum Jeff Goldblum you know so once they brought him back and I think it was I think it was Fallen Kingdom they brought him back for like two seconds. I was mad about how they brought him back. I I expected more Goldblum because I I'm a big Goldblum fan, but it's our. I was like, oh man, like we just hear his voice and then hear him in the case. I'm like, all right. So this brings me, we're talking movies that we, uh, that we regret paying for. So what's the movie you paid for? This brings me to the next question. Well, I I didn't get get my take real quick on movies that I I paid for. I can't recall because I'm really picky about movies I go and pay to see, but I was very disappointed with uh, The Nun. But that might be my fault because I was very hyped for it. I think just looking at the way they had done the nun in the conjuring two, I was like, this is it'll be fucking wild. And it was nothing like I anticipated and I wasn't very happy with it. So I went to go see the nun, but I still had yet to see Con- I still haven't seen it. Conjuring two. Um not saying I shit my pants, but I was close to it. Like <laughs> I was literally in a ball, like covering my my sister in law went with me because she's the only one that will go see those types of movies with me. I'm literally like covering my eyes. I'm just like I can't do this. Like it, like Wait. I felt like the nun lady was in my room that night. And the thing is, is like so. I was gonna wait till October to say this, but I feel like I need to say this now. I literally have a horror movie rule, and I'm 
what started my love for movies was kind of horror movies like john carpenter horror movies and stuff like that mm-hmm. but i have a horror movie rule you can give me a slasher you can give me a campy horror movie you can give me like any type of horror i'm cool with like except saul like saul's very oh. hit or miss for me uh-huh. um and i can watch it all day and night but i literally have a 5 p.m cutoff time for paranormal horror movies like the nun or the conjuring because if i watch it past that time i will not sleep boys we're gonna have so much fun in october you know what i'm I'm, I'm saying this right now i'm in charge of october horror movies oh no we'll split it because i gotta give cole some good like cheese to watch we're gonna watch things at like 8 p.m we're gonna watch them together you know via streaming or whatever so is the nun sleep so the nun's different from the curse of La, la llorona right yeah, that's a whole different yeah. thing. Like, I don't know no, so the one. Curse of La Llorona was like a like almost like a ripoff of like the Conjuring. It took like the okay. styles of the Conjuring type films, and I don't even think it's James Wan or anything like that. He produced it. I, I just oh, remember okay. seeing the trailer in the th- in theaters, and it's, I it's and I within, it's within and it's within James Wan's universe of everything, but he was a producer. He wasn't the director, right? But uh, I remember seeing the trailer for La Llorona in theaters multiple times. And it, it didn't do anything. I wasn't even scared by it. I'm like, oh, this is whatever. But uh, Brady, you know my friend Cameron. He shit his. He would shit his pants every time that trailer came on. Like he t- he turned. I'm like, dude, what are you? What are you? So for like, for me, that movie since La Llorona is a uh, you know Mexican. <laughs> this man like, say folk- it the correct way. Yeah. <laughs> uh, since it's a like you know Mexican fol- folklore tale of you know. Of a woman drowning her children at the at the river and you know her spirit would you know basically cry and weep and that's how they would get you anyway growing up that was something that they always you know our parents and shit like that would tell us to scare us because they're like basically it was like hey you need to listen to me come inside at night or like i don't know how to get you that or like chusa was it to get you which is a whole different thing so when Didn't I saw they the trailer, hint at her in the first conjuring, like they showed her like a, a lady drowning kids, like Vera Farmira's character saw like a lady drowning people's in a lake or something like that. Maybe I don't remember her uh, hinting at that. I think I was more focused after watching Conjuring 2 going back to see if they hinted at uh if they hinted at the nun so much. Um I but, remember like scenes from the conjuring two's previews where they did show vlasic or whatever her name was okay maybe but um i think that was another movie i was disappointed in well not disappointed in i think when i saw it was pg-13 i was like oh it's not gonna be that great and you know it was it was all right it wasn't you know i'm with you though pg-13 horror movies not especially nowadays like it doesn't do it for me anymore like slender man's another one that i saw and regret paying for or, for me it's like if it's pg-13 i'm not gonna go watch it in theater you know unless like you you convince me really to go watch it because i feel like they watered it down somewhere or another or like i'm gonna get kids in there and it's just not gonna be fun i'll say this the five nights at freddy's movie needs to be rated r or i'm not seeing it oh those gonna creep me out dude <laughs> if you get into the lore the lore is terrifying it's legit creepy like it's terrifying it, and it's so, the, fan, the fan base is you know completely sat you know destroyed the whole thing but whatever what's a movie you paid for and ended up walking out of never oh. happened 
Yeah, I think I've walked out of him. I can't. I came very close on Iron Man three. <laughs> Iron Man three is the closest I came, and I'll let uh, you guess what moment. I for me it was um, this movie called Hellfest. It was essentially that's like a slasher film in like an amusement park. I just um, remember that. Yeah, what, yeah was that, that was that the Rooster Teeth thing? Because I think no, they... that one was good. That one had like Zachary Levi, and that was like Hell Night or something like that. Okay, okay. But no, this one was just like I don't know what about it. I just like ended up walking out of it, and then I went back like two days later. Like, all right, let me give it a because I had a list. I wasn't really paying for it. You know what I mean? And I was like, all right, let me uh. Let me try this again and i stayed the whole time and it it's not good but i i probably was i was thinking about walking out again to be honest with you um but yeah that's all the questions i have that's all the topics i have blood fest what's the name of the rich tape one yeah blood fest i, ne- I never fest. saw that i wanted to though it's actually hilarious and i'm pretty sure ned from um spider-man's in it yeah i think he is yeah Oh, that's another thing I forgot to talk about Spider-Man earlier. I saw an article that said um, uh, they were they got the green light to include the '90s Spider-Man. That was debunked. The voice actor went on Twitter and he posted a video saying that he was not in it. Oh, I love the '90s, the Amazing Spider-Man. This is why I like doing a podcast with Cole because this man knows his shit somehow. <laughs> I'm on top see, of it. It's, yeah, I, 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 need, I, need, I need to make more of a habit of save these articles I see real quick as I'm scrolling through Facebook at work um, so I can go back and double check my, my info because uh, going, like going back to Godzilla, they're, like I said, from King of the Monsters, they kind of set up seeing other monsters like you, you could get. Uh, who, did they, who did they mention? I think they mentioned Mecha King Ghidorah. Uh, and like they should... like the next step they could do was do a destroy all monsters type of uh, Godzilla movie, which is, you know, a take on one of the old movies, which, you know, that's where Co- I think Brady would be happy because then Godzilla's just wrecking all havoc on everyone. Yeah, but they would still find a way to make it like, oh my God, here's Millie Bobby Brown and we're going to focus on her for 30 uh, fucking I, minutes. I, I don't think she'd be in it at that point. They should have called the movie Godzilla versus Hong Kong because that, that's what it ended up being in the end. <laughs> So yeah, uh, that's all I got as far as like movie reviews and Godzilla and stuff like that. You guys have anything else you want to say before we wrap up? Nothing uh, I can think of. Or any any news or whatever you got? I had nothing. If not, uh, I proposed the idea in our group chat the other day of maybe, and this is something that like we might stick with, we might not stick with, who knows? But ending every episode with. Uh, a movie fact so in honor of me seeing and i'll let cole hit us with one because my man cole here knows a lot of shit and i know a lot of shit too but cole was literally just rattling them off it was weird uh but for me i will say we'll hit you with two this week and i'll hit you with one for the movie nobody and that is the fact that the movie itself was based on an idea by bob odenkirk who dealt with a home invasion himself by trapping the trespassers in the basement. He was frustrated with how the authorities dealt with the situation and had thought about how he would take the matter into his own hands if he was, quote, a badass. (laughs) So that makes that movie so much cooler for me because, like, 
he really is a badass throughout that like um he it it's literally like john with john wick in the aspect of like there's that line in john wick where like he killed someone with a fucking pencil like this dude literally killed someone with like a bus rail and threw him through a window and shit like that like he was killing people left and right with like the most random shit like like i said it was like there was aspects of it that was home alone as if kevin McAllister had access to a metal fabrication plant like he literally loaded uh rebar into like cannons essentially and then shot it out at people and then like set up like grenades and shit Like, like it was crazy so yeah like that's a cool fact but cole Hit us with another one. Okay. I'm just going to share the one one of the ones I posted in the group chat the other day. But um, Star Trek II, the Rafa Khan, it was going to have a scene where Khan's baby son is blown up in a, tra- in a transporter explosion. And, like, the only evidence that it exists is, like, two grainy photographs from a magazine. And no one knows why it was cut. I'm going to guess because child violence is bad, and that's why they cut it. But yeah, it, like I had never, I was doing research for a, a future video that I'm going to be doing and, and it was in a list of like top deleted scenes that were lost, that were lost. So I just thought that was neat because I'd never heard of it before. Well, I think that is uh, your moviecation for this week. We hope you've been educated enough. Um, I'm Brady. You can follow me at Moviecation Pod on Instagram, which is our pod, our Instagram for the pot for the show, <laughs> as well as my personal Instagram, which is Cyborg. No, sorry, sorry, sorry. Powered by Medtronic. You guys can plug your stuff. Probably cool. I look my shit up. I forget my names. <laughs> I'm Cole, and uh, you can find you can find me on Twitter at Real Lost Seeker, and also on YouTube at Seeker of the Lost. Why don't you tell them what that is, real quick? Actually, yeah. So I run a YouTube channel where I basically go, I post videos about lost media. So like, vid, you know, video, uh, movies, TV shows, video games that are lost, stuff like that. Like I did a video about a lost commercial that's rumored to rumored to exist. But and it, it's like a crossover be- between Ozzy Osbourne and this old Nick Jr. cartoon called Oswald. Dude, that one like blew my mind because I'm like 90% sure it could have been like a a weird like feed bleed. And there's so, like there's so many people that say they've seen it. Like I've got comments on the video. Oh yeah, it uh, like I've seen it. But we're we're still like uh, me and another another guy who's got like a hundred thousand subscribers. We're lo- we're looking still looking for it. So. Oh, tell me right now. Uh, Sinbad Shazam movie. That's a real thing, right? That exists, um, right? I saw that's it as all, a child. That's all Mandela effect. Yeah, that's the Mandela oh, effect, man. man. You got to tell me I saw that. What wasn't it? So, I, it, Cole, just to ask you real quick before. Yeah, just to Shaq ask you did, real quick. Shaq did Kazam. I'm t- you do know that someone brought that up to Sinbad, right? For real? Yeah. And he said, I don't remember doing this fucking movie. <laughs> And then he showed up in the Shazam 2 panel on DC Fan Fest. He's like, hey, I'm here for Shazam. So, Cole, real quick. Uh, you doing your research for your YouTube channel, your Lost Media channel, 
has there been like anything that you found that ended up just being the Mandela effect ultimately? Uh, not yet. N- not that I've found so far. Um, but you know, there's always a chance that it'll happen. Um, but no, not so far. And Joe, we're plug your shit, dude. Uh, yeah, you can find me on Instagram at TSR underscore JXW3. Uh, the TSR stands for my band, which you can also follow us, The Southern Revival. Uh, it's Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, The Southern Revival. Uh, Brady thinks we're good. I think if one person thinks we're good, then hey, we're okay. Uh, and uh, check us out because we're working on some new music. And if you want to hear a sample of Joe, one of Joe's songs, uh, also listen to my second or first podcast. This is my secondary podcast called Kayfabe Connection, where we talk wrestling. And uh, the intro is actually one of Joe's songs. And I vibe to that shit every time I have to edit it in. Um, but yeah, thanks for listening. And we'll see you guys next time. Yeah.